God, we just are trusting that you'd speak to us. We thank you uh, that every one of our children could have this encounter with you this week. And we trust that we can have an encounter with you, God. I pray what happened in their lives would overflow into our households and that you'd also do something brand new in our lives, God. Uh, we submit to you. We want to do your will. We resist the devil. We thank you that he has to flee. Pray your protection on us and our children. Pray in this hedge of protection you'd minister to us, bring freedom to us. We need you, God. I pray, God, if there's anyone without hope, you draw them unto yourself now in Jesus' name. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Everyone believe it said, Amen. Awesome. You guys take your seats. Come on, let's one more time thank every dream team who served at Holiday Club. <laughs> Kayla mentioned that we've had a season of serving and, and really just rest having people step out. At, on Serve Day, we saw uh, 325 people serving at different areas in our community. And that was, of course, overflowing outside of the doors. We've got a Zambia team doing ministry right now in Zambia. And not only are they ministering villages, uh, training people, of course, we're also doing uh, putting a roof on a church building right now that will establish a church. And then, of course, like we, Kayla mentioned, we had over 150 people. I actually don't know the Final number. I know that a week out we had already 150 volunteers serving at Holiday Club. So, so we'd seen over 500 people, um, yeah, serving others, uh, giving, being generous. I just want to honour you guys um, as a church for being outward looking, for being generous. Um, and Scripture says the world of the generous gets larger and larger but the world of the stingy gets smaller. So we want to be a church that God can use. Uh, we want to be part of what God's doing in the city, in the nation. We don't ever want to disconnect ourselves from what God's doing. And, and, and that's the thing. We, we got a, a bigger picture in mind. We, we know that, that we've got a part to play. And, and so even as we do it, God keeps building His kingdom. So um, our children just had an encounter and, and they had three days of holiday club. Uh, we set aside time every year to do holiday club. At the end of March, um, beginning of April, we do a camp called Stand Camp, which is for high school. Um, and they do, um, they go on camp. In September, we have uh, Rise Camp, which is for grade four to six. And then we have another camp for seven to 12. And those are all encounter moments. Uh, they set aside time to encounter God. And, and I grew up going on, having these moments with God and having God speak to me. And we always want to be setting aside time for the next generation to encounter God. We also want you to set aside time um, to encounter God. And that's why we do 21 days of prayer at the beginning of the year. We're about to go into another time of prayer and fasting where we're going to um, position you to, to connect with God, to hear from God again. And of course, Sunday, we have prayer, intercessory prayer. And, and our goal is to remove obstacles that would get in the way of you entering into God's presence. We, we want you to encounter God uh, through His Word, through worship. And, and we, of course, we also want you to encounter God personally um, in your week. It might be through a quiet time, might be going for a walk on the beach. But encounters are so important. Um, we're doing an encounter series now and the goal is to uh, stir up a hunger for God, for, for you to grab hold of the tools um, and little keys you pick up 
and, and then to push into God. It might be using our playlist that we put up on, on social media, our worship playlist. Uh, but what, however you do it, we encourage you to step closer to God. Scripture says as you draw close to God, God draws close to you. And, 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 and Kayla mentioned in Psalm 100, it says, entering with thanks and praise. And you can, you enter through the gates with thanks and, and into His throne room with praise. And you come close to God and God can touch your life and transform your life. We want to encourage everyone to make that a priority. And somebody who encountered God in the Bible is Isaiah. Um, just to give you uh, some background, uh, um, he was under King Uzziah for 52 years. The nation had been under the leadership of this king and he had just died and the nation would have been in a bit of turmoil. Their, their safety net, their leadership they were experiencing for 52 years um, had come to an end and they would have had some huge question marks around uh, about their future. Uh, they were in a place of crisis and Isaiah has an encounter with God. Of course, what we learned from this is that God wants to reveal Himself to you. He actually wants to show you who He is. He wants to show you what's really happening in the eternal and so that you can actually have a peace in the temporary. And Isaiah has this encounter. Isaiah 6, verse 1 to 3 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted. The train of His robe filled the temple. Um, above Him were seraphs, each with six wings, with two wings that covered their faces, uh, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Of course, in this time of loss, Judah was in turmoil and God used it for Isaiah's gain. In this time of loss, Isaiah pushed into God. And, and a lot of times when we are anxious or stressed out, you might push into things you shouldn't push into. Uh, but Isaiah shows us that every time there's tragedy, there's loss or there's anxiety, it's an opportunity to push into God. And Isaiah does this and he has this encounter with God. I want to encourage you to do that, to actually be one of the things that activate your encounters with God. Whenever I do feel stressed or anxious, my, my desire now is to get into worship or to get into prayer. Whenever I feel angry um, um, or even worried, and of course, just don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. I, I now want to push into God because I know my answer is in His presence. Uh, my answer is not in my flesh. My answer is not in stress. My answer is not in the papers. It's in um, God's Word and it's in His presence. And, and that's always something I want to do. I want to pray, I want to worship, and I want to read His Word. And Isaiah pushes into God. In this moment when the earthly kingdom was shaken and they lost their king, Isaiah got into God's presence and he actually saw that God was on the throne that there were angels crying out, holy, holy, holy. And all of a sudden for him um, to be in a nation that didn't have an earthly king, he realised that God was king of all. And every one of us need to have that encounter, I believe. You need to have a moment that settles your confidence in God. Scripture says, don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. 
Of course, even as you see the language Isaiah uses, as he, he, he explains his encounter, he actually uses a personal name for God. It doesn't take away from God being holy. doesn't take away from God being the King of Kings, but it does show us that God is a personal God. He's a holy God. He's in charge and He's a personal God. He's able to personally meet with you in your crisis, in your tragedy, in your turmoil, in your uncertainty. God is able to meet with you. And we need to take from Isaiah's story that you and I can meet with God. We can actually enter into God's presence. And so God has a desire to connect with you and to, He has a desire to reveal Himself to you. Uh, one of the things I want to encourage you to do is I reckon Isaiah would never have planned that this would be his main encounter. Uh, a season where the king had died and there, there was uncertainty, uh, but God was going to use it. And I want to encourage you to not always put rules around how God is going to reveal himself to you. Because a lot of us go, God, I want you to meet with me in this way and I want you to do this and I want you to do this. And like you probably are uh, making it a bit harder to, to get into God's presence. Why don't you worship Him? Why don't you love Him today? Why don't you declare that He's good and let Him reveal Himself to you as He wants to do? Because God is bigger. Um, His plans are actually better than our plans. His ways are better than our ways. And He can do exceedingly abundantly above what you can even hope, dream or imagine. So why don't you just start to decide to worship Him every day and say, God, as I do this, as I make this my practice, I pray that you reveal yourself to me however you would like to do it. Of course, I believe that everyone has got a personal invitation to encounter God. And when God does that, He'll also give you a personal step He wants you to take. But before you do that, we see the second thing is what happens in Isaiah's encounter, that God wants to cleanse me. Isaiah ends up seeing how big God is and he comes to a place where he asks God to cleanse him. Um, Isaiah 6 verse 4 says, At the sound of their voices, uh, the doorposts and thresholds shook. Um, at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. And of course, this is the angels declaring, Holy, holy, holy. And then Isaiah goes, Woe to me, I cried, I'm ruined, for I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. So he goes, you know, I've lived among, in the temporary, I've lived, I'm unclean, I live amongst unclean, but I've actually seen the glorious King of Kings. And then the one um, of the seraphs flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the, uh, with tongs from the altar. Uh, with it, he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for. Encounters will always lead us to a place of healthy humility. And, and I want to encourage you to, to, to let God reveal Himself to you so you can actually see that you need Him. You know, if you have an encounter with God and, and somehow you, you, you walk away and say, yeah, I'm, I'm actually all right. I don't know if you've really encountered God. But encounter will always bring you to a place of humility and confession. And I think all of us need it. Um, because you and I, in our natural state, live a sinful life. 
And we need God's grace daily. We, we need to be in a place where we're encountering God and, and we're confessing our sin. The Bible says as we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. And Isaiah sees how glorious God is and then he sees how frail he is. He actually sees that he's a man who has sin and it leads to him confessing his sin. I wanna let you know the best place to bring your sin and your, who you are is to God. Because God doesn't ever bring it to light and just leave it there. He brings it, He uncovers it so He can cover it by His grace. Uh, the enemy would want you to uh, see your sin and condemn you and tell you to quit. But God wants you to see your sin and to ask Him to f- show you mercy, to forgive you, to heal you. And that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to heal you. He wants to free you. He wants to touch your life. God wants to make your past your past because He has a future for you. So He wants to heal you right now. And Isaiah goes, um, we've come to an end of a season and God's in a way going, that's the end. Yeah, you're right. It's your past now. I'm gonna do a new work in you. I'm gonna cleanse you and I'm gonna set you apart. And of course, God ends up forgiving him of his sins in this encounter. And then God in a way invites him to his new season. So what we see is that, that God's got a personal encounter for you that, that He's inviting you to. And sometimes it's only through tragedy and crisis that you'll go there. That's what I did. And I encourage you, um, if you start to make an encounter with God a priority, you won't always need a crisis. <laughs> Don't wait for your crisis. You start to make it a priority to encounter God. Um, the second thing is that as you encounter God, it's the best place because that's where you receive your healing. That's where you receive your forgiveness. That's where you receive a fresh start and your past can be your past. Uh, so, so I encourage you to, to set yourself up for a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Get into His presence. And then the third thing is, you'll see that God wants to use us. God wants to use me. It's personal. The encounter's personal and the calling's also personal. Uh, God's got a, a specific plan for your life and He wants to invite you to fulfill His plan. Yes, we're the body of Christ and we're gonna do it together, but God loves you and wants you to pursue Him. He wants to talk to you about the plans He has for you. Uh, The amazing thing about a personal call is it actually makes you resilient to work with everyone else who's also got a personal call. (laughs) But but when you don't have that personal call, you actually aren't resilient. You you struggle with life and you, 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 you mean, you, you always knocked uh, in the storms, but, but once you hear from God, you become strong, you become resilient. And, and Isaiah ends up serving um, God um, for, and, and is the spiritual leader over three kings after that. It's like he served over four generations. He was, a, he was involved, but really a spiritual leader over three. And it shows you the resilience that comes in the back end of an encounter with God. You and I need to be resilient people and God will make us resilient as we are in His presence. He, he puts strength in our bones. In Isaiah 6, 8 to 9, it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Uh, who will go for us? And I said, here I am, send me, he said, go tell this people. And of course, we see that um, God asked the question, who shall I send? What I want you to see is he doesn't say, you better go, Isaiah. You have to, and, and this is what you're called to. He invites you on your journey. Why? 
Because you're a, you, you need to respond. God will never force you to fulfill your call, but He'll invite you. And, and if you can see the great, uh, your great God, and, and then you see how sinful you are, but then you see His great mercy, and, and then you, you, you see the, what He's inviting you to, you'll start to see the privilege that you've got to be part of what he's, he's, His work on earth. And you'll have the same responses as I believe. You'll go, send me. See, um, Isaiah's response is, uh, I want to. God, what a privilege. No, no, I have to. And I'll let you know, in that encounter, God, God's not gonna force you. He's not gonna twist your arm. He's not gonna say, you better do this and you oh, I should do this and grit your teeth and just be a good Christian. You're gonna actually have a resilience because you want to because you actually see the privilege because God can use anyone. And when God speaks to you, it's a privilege, He's inviting you. And so, so it's a personal encounter and a personal call. And I encourage you to, to, to let God speak to you. And I encourage you to open your life up to this invitation. See, Isaiah gets touched by God and then God invites him to carry his touch into the world. Uh, of course, if you wanna carry God's touch into your world, you need to stay in touch with God. You know what Whatever is birthed in his presence is sustained in his presence. And that's why you have to become a person of encounter. You, you need to be a person who worships, a person who reads the word. You need to be a person who lets God touch your life. You can see Isaiah actually stays in touch with God. At one point he goes to King Hezekiah later on as he's a, a spiritual leader and God says that King Hezekiah would die. And he tells the king you die and he walks away. And while he's walking away, um, um, King Hezekiah repents. And in that moment, God tells Isaiah to turn around and to, to say, God's heard your repentance and you won't die. It clearly needs to be in touch with God. Clearly it needs to be an ongoing thing. His encounter was just the start of many encounters. And if you are saying yes to God, you're gonna have to decide to become a person of encounter. You're gonna have to be a person who's in touch with God and let God touch your life continuously. Of course, even as God touches your life and heals you, a lot of the time where God heals you and shows you mercy, He'll anoint you to carry mercy. Where you experience God's help, in, because of your past and pain and mistakes, God will probably anoint you in those areas to carry that ministry with compassion to other people. And, and so even as He touches you, you carry His touch into your world with greater mercy and greater love. And even as God comforts you, you'll end up comforting other people. It's all by the grace of God. And God wants to use you God wants to reveal Himself to you. He wants to heal you. And of course, He, he brings you a place where you see how big He is and that you need Him. So you, you humbly ask for His forgiveness. And then God wants to invite you on the journey that He's called you to, ministry that He's called you to. And if you say yes to that, you also need to say yes to encounters. You have to say, I'm going to be a person of encounter. You know what I love about the story? is that in a crisis,
God raises up a leader. In a tragic, tragic moment, God raises up a leader. In a season of uncertainty, God raises up a leader. As the nation didn't know their future, God raises up a leader. You know, you might say about our country, all those things, but I'll tell you what, the same thing's happening. God is raising up some leaders, some men and women. If they get into His presence, He will raise up the leaders who will lead the nation, who will bring a solution, who will carry the gospel. God's gonna raise up leaders. Even in your tragedy, in your pain, you can let the enemy try to convince you of the worst. But as soon as you experience tragedy, pain, crisis, uncertainty, anxiety, see the invitation to rise up as a leader. Go into God's presence and let Him do a work. Let those moments of uncertainty be the step you take towards God. And like I said, you don't always need those moments to step towards God. Do you want to quickly stand up? We're going to quickly take a moment to worship. And the first thing we want to do is we want to declare that God is awesome, that He's holy, that He's big. That's the first thing we're going to do. After that, we're going to come to Him and we're going to bring ourselves to Him, ask Him to touch our life. Um, cleanse us, heal us, forgive us. Come on, even as we're in His presence, um, let's not miss out on the ministry He can bring into our life. It's, he can forgive us all of all our sins and forgive. Um, he can sorry, heal us of all our diseases and forgive us of all our sins. Scripture says to not forget the benefits. He forgives all sins and heals all diseases. So right now, why don't you come to Him? Why don't you ask Him to touch your life? Uh, where you feel like your past has gripped you, ask Him to break those chains right now. Where you feel that He needs to heal your heart, maybe there's sadness, maybe there's tragedy that's gripped your heart, maybe there's bitterness, ask Him to heal you right now. So that you, or maybe there's anxiety, there's stress, there's worry. Ask Him to heal you right now. Don't forget His benefits. He forgives all sins and heals all diseases. Come on, uh, it says in Scripture, those who cried out were healed. Uh, that by His wounds we are healed. It's been released in the cross, His healing power. His forgiveness was released in the cross by His blood that was, um, that was He sacrificed His body. He poured out His blood for the forgiveness of sins. Right now, that's been released. We receive Your forgiveness, God. We receive Your healing right now in Jesus' Name. We receive it right now, God. Will You move in our life? Will You heal us? Will You bring breakthrough into our life in Jesus' Name? Jesus' Name right now. I don't know what you need to bring to Him, but ask Him to heal those areas. Ask Him to forgive you of your sins in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. If you are in water um, and you pick up something heavy, it's a bit lighter. It's a lot lighter. Because if you're out the water, you pick it up on land, it's a lot heavier. Maybe you can't even pick it up, but in the water, you can lift it. And of course, it's in the depths of His Spirit. There's a, we can carry the ministry He's called us to. We're gonna have to be partnered with Him. And Isaiah now for the next three kings ends up being God's messenger. Um, off the back end of an encounter, God, of course, not only reveals Himself to him, heals him, but He also invites him to carry the ministry He's called him to. And, and you can carry what God's called you to carry in His Spirit, 
not by your might, but by, not by your power, but by Spirit, says the Lord. You can carry it now in the depths of His Spirit. You can lift what seems heavy. You can carry what seems impossible, but because His yoke is easy, His burdens light. And so even as you, you know, if you have a sense that God's calling you to carry a new ministry or to carry on carrying what you've been called to carry, why don't you invite God to fill you up with His Spirit right now? Um, the Scripture says that we can um, be, we can ask, and and if earthly parents give good gifts, how much more will your Father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit if you ask? Right now, why don't you ask God to fill you up with His Spirit, anoint you afresh for the ministry He's called you to? We'll ask Him right now. He's faithful to respond. God, we pray that you'd bath, that you baptize us, that you come on us uh, afresh, pour out your Spirit in a fresh way, and um, that we can carry the ministry you called us to carry, that we can do the work you've got for us in Jesus' name, um, that your yoke would come on us, that's easy, your burden, that's light, that we can lift even what seems heavy, God, you'd make light, God, that you'd given us a supernatural strength, God, to do what you called us to in Jesus' name. Worship you, Jesus. Just the last moment, I want to always give people an opportunity to respond to, to Jesus. Maybe you know you that you He's not first in your life. What does it mean? He's, he's not Lord of your life. For Jesus to be Lord of your life, it means He's your leader. He's first in your life. He's not second. He's not third. He, he, he's got the first place in your heart. And you'll know if He's got first place in your heart and maybe something else has got first place in your heart and, and, and you need to put Him first again. Of course, Jesus never comes second. If He's not first in your list, He's not on your list. He's, played second. He's never played second fiddle to anybody. And maybe you need to put Him first in your life again. For others, you've never asked Him to forgive you of your sins. And you're not only going to ask Him to forgive you of your sins, but you're also going to put Him first in your life. Um, scripture says, as you confess that you're a sinner, Jesus is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. As you call on the name of the Lord, you'll be saved. If that's you, just with every eye closed, if you want me to include you in a prayer, why don't you just give me a wave so that's me. I, include me in the prayer. I'm gonna confess that He's my Saviour. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask Him to be Lord of my life, first in my life. If that's you, just give me a wave. Say, Andre, I need to come back to God. I need to ask Him to forgive me of my sins. If there's anyone in the place, just get awesome. God bless you. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Just saying, that's me. I'm going to put God first. Awesome. Let's pray together as church family. Jesus, I confess that You are the Son of God. I believe in my heart that God raised You from the dead. Because of this confession and this belief, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, and I'll never be the same. Thank You, Jesus, for saving me and being the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Awesome.